0: As churches continue to regather in person, each one is on one level or another asking the same question. What are we going to do now? And if you've asked that, I'm sure that you'd find that most churches would like to make an impact in their communities, teach more people about Jesus, and find a way to grow a little bit by the end of the year. But the question that everybody's asking is, how do we start? So in this episode, we're gonna talk about four conversations that you can start in your church or with your elders that can lead to making an impact in what's left in 2021. I know it's more than half over, but it's certainly not too late and you're gonna find out why starting right now. Hey there and welcome. My name is Mike and I'm a church helper and my goal today is to help your church make every decision on purpose. And before I start, if you like what you hear today and you think that it can help somebody else, please share this episode, whether you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on our YouTube channel, that would be really great for us and really great for whoever gets to see it. In this episode, we're talking about how your church can still build community and make an impact in 2021, even though we're more than halfway through it. And to do that, we've dropped three conversation starters that you can have with your team, and we are gonna start talking about those right now. Conversation starter number one, talk about making realistic goals. In his book, Finish, one of my favorite authors, John A. Cuff, talks about the importance of making sure you don't overreach on a goal too early. His research shows that getting a goal that's too big and then not achieving it actually gets you disproportionately discouraged. For example, let's say you decide to set a running goal. You're not really a runner right now, but you decide you're going to give yourself one month to run two kilometers without stopping. What can happen is you could actually get to 1.8K and feel discouraged because you didn't reach that goal but feeling that way would be a little bit crazy because going from not running at all to running 1.8K in a month, that would be a significant accomplishment by you. And even though somebody listening here is looking at me going, Mike, you know, I'd still feel proud, I believe you, but we both know somewhere in your heart you would still be a little bit disappointed that you missed your goal. So how do you set a realistic goal for the end of the year that you can get excited about? Well, Cuff's advice is both brilliant and straightforward. He says, just cut your goals in half. You want to run a 2K? Cool. How about running 1K first? You want to write a book? Neat. Start by writing a blog or a journal. And for the church, do you want to reach your city or your community with the message of Jesus? Maybe try to reach one new family first, or maybe three or five. We once worked for a church here at Church Helper that they had a sports camp that they were having trouble pulling people towards. It had a max capacity of 40, but they'd really never gotten more than 20 in any year. So in the first year, we set a goal not of max, but of 25 and almost at the end of the time that the camp started they had 35 and they hadn't reached max but they had crushed their goal and they were so excited and it gave them the confidence to do it again next year. And you see this happen in your life all the time. If you ever see those little thermometers in the grocery store that they're raising money for something, they go up in small increments so that people can see the progress. What you never see is just one checkbox that says $5,000 and it stares at people unchecked for weeks and weeks. That would be terrible. Nobody would feel good about that. Nobody would get excited because people, and this includes you, we need to see a little bit of progress to feel encouraged. So have a conversation about goals with your team for the rest of the year and then maybe cut your goal in half. Do you wanna have everybody in your church join a small group? Maybe start by aiming for 40 or 25%. And then you can celebrate it when you get there and then you can just set a new goal. It kind of seems hokey, but honestly, it works. And it'll keep your team motivated and encouraged coming out of a season where discouragement was really, really easy to find. So please don't be your own worst enemy. Don't set a goal that's too big. And you know what else? This is biblical. Go read the parable of the talents and remind yourself that when God gives you something small and you honor it, eventually, you'll get something bigger to work with, too. Conversation starter number two, how to build trust with your community. Now, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but confidence in the church amongst those who aren't Christians is pretty low. And I don't think that that's a trend that's going to change at any point really overnight. Whether it's because of politics or social issues, it's not too bold to say that the capital C church doesn't have a great rep in the eyes of your community right now. And just to clarify so that you know that I know, I'm not saying that trust in Jesus is lower, although I'm sure by proxy it is. I'm saying that confidence in the church, the institution, is pretty low. And if you need to sit on that thought for a minute to make sure that you've sort of got the difference worked out, I would encourage you to just pause and make sure you can separate those two things out. Now, Barna did a whole lot of work last year in a series they called The State of the Church in 2020. And in it... They released some stats about how those who aren't Christians are viewing the church right now, and the results aren't that surprising. So I'm going to quote directly from their website here, and I've got it linked below. While practicing Christians firmly believe that Christian churches have a strong community impact, 66% very positive, 28% somewhat positive, the rest of the U.S. population is not as quick to sing their praises. Only about a quarter agrees that churches have a very positive impact. The same percentage, 27%, say it has no effect at all. The plurality of U.S. adults say that it just has a somewhat positive impact. Non-Christians, meanwhile, are inclined towards indifference, 39%, no impact, or more willing to see harm in the church's local contributions, 8%, very negative, 10%, somewhat negative. Now, if you're in Canada, you know that it's likely that these statistics are higher because it seems like we're always 10 to 15 years ahead of the post-Christian curb than our siblings to the north. So what does this mean for your team? Well, your staff and your elders could start a conversation about how your church can become a trusted part of its community. Now, please hear me right. I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray for big changes in your neighborhood and in your city and nationally. I'm just saying that you're not going to get there all in one day. And when it comes to building trust, you and I already know that that's not something that's immediately given anyway, but it's earned over time. One pastor that I like a lot says, do for one what you wish you could do for everybody. And when it comes to building relationships and trust in your community, that statement is actually a pretty good place to start. So, don't worry too much about rebuilding the trust of your national church, or your whole denomination, or even your whole city right away. Maybe take the time to just figure out how to build a little bit of trust in your local neighborhood or your community. To start this conversation, you can ask your staff and elders these two questions. What areas do we think we need to build trust in, and how can we make a small impact in the next five months? Have an honest conversation about how you think your neighborhood is viewing you as a part of the community and your church, and then commit to a method that helps move the needle even just a little bit towards the community trusting you a little more. Number three, speak out on issues that need to be spoken out on. Of all these conversation starters, this one will feel like it's the hardest, even though maybe it's the most important. If your church wants to make an impact, an excellent place to start would be to make sure that it's not sitting on its hands when tough conversations need to be had. And there are a lot of tough conversations that need to be had. We can talk about systematic racism, a mass indigenous grave sites that we're finding in our country, reconciliation with those of other faiths, getting clean drinking water to parts of the country that are lacking it, having tough conversations about gender issues, homelessness, drug addiction, there are... Plenty of areas that the church could take a stand on and help those in need and build trust in our communities at the same time. And I know these are hard because there are some people for one reason or another that are going to sit back and go, Boy, I really don't like that this is happening, but I don't know what to do and I really hope somebody else just deals with this. But that's not really what we're called to do as the church. Jesus regularly stood up for those who were the least. He regularly ate and drank with those who were continually called the outcasts. And he called out moments that he felt weren't fair to people because he reminded us that we're all God's children. Now, I'm not saying that your church should attack all of those areas right away with all of your resources. I understand your time and your resources are limited and you're not going to be able to make a huge impact everywhere all the time but you can choose one area to work on. You could choose one of those things to make an impact on in the rest of the year. So with your team, consider setting aside some time to have a conversation that starts with these three questions. One, what are the things happening in our community or country that we've been silent on so far? Two, how can we support those in our community who need it the most? And three, which of these causes do we have the resources to help support right now? It's going to be a big conversation and it's going to require a lot of trust in the room that it's had. But if you really want to make an impact in your community in 2021, then it's time to start looking around at the world that you're living in and finding ways to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those in our community who need it the most, regardless how messy it is hey and that's it hopefully we've helped you in your church today make sure you take a minute and like and subscribe the podcast or our youtube channel so you don't miss any new episodes that drop each and every week you can make sure that you get weekly thoughts on how to make every decision on purpose by joining our email list and if you ever want to connect with us the best way to do that is through our website churchhelper.ca or by sending us a quick email if you liked this week's episode Think about somebody who might wanna hear it that hasn't seen it yet and share that with them. Or you can print out a transcript of today's episode on our website and hand it to somebody who might not be on the internet all that much. Make sure you check out our last series on leading your teams well. And that's it for me. I'll talk to you again really soon. Have a great day.